So the new story that I'm going to cover today really shows that anyone can succumb to sin. And it's a story of a priest who has just been punished for sexual solicitation during confession. Now, this is a really interesting story before. I don't think I've ever heard of a priest making sexual innuendos or solicitation during the confessional. And actually, when I did reading on this article, they were divided by the sort of a, the traditional room that you might see in a Catholic church where there's a sort of small hatch window between them. So very interesting case. But it's not so much about the priests succumbing to sexual sin that I wanted to talk about. Is more surrounding how this report was made. Now, the diocese received a report on its safe environment abuse hotline a couple of years ago. So this is an old news article, but I wanted to talk about this particular hotline for a second. Is that when I read it, it posed a question to me saying, I work with many houses of worship and even my own church. I was thinking, do we have a mechanism to report information in a confidential way about a member of staff, about someone in the community, about a volunteer, or just anything that we are concerned with in relation to safety and security? So that is where my mind went to when I read this article. So I'll pose you the question now that this woman was brave enough to ring their safe environment abuse hotline and say, something is wrong here. This pastor was making sexual references to me during confession, which isn't right, or I'll pass that information to you. Would you even have a mechanism for someone to do that confidentially without picking up the phone and saying, this is Simon reporting, this is Courtney reporting, this is Maxwell reporting? It is important that we have a way for them to do that in confidence because it takes an awful lot in today's world if there is, particularly around sexual sin and involving a pastor to someone to say, this is, this is what's happened and this isn't right. So think in your own house of worship, do you have a mechanism where people can report information? And if you do, how does that then get communicated so people within your community know that they can share confidential information. It was a really interesting story for me because I thought not many churches have this confidential mechanism. What I also found very interesting in this, and again, it isn't only the Catholic Church that have these issues. Predominantly in recent years, they've been hit the hardest with lawsuits, with, with media, but every faith organization has sexual sin in some way. So I don't want to single out Catholicism. Um, we're just using them in this particular example. But interestingly, what I have seen in a few recent cases, and I spoke about a priest that was murdered inside his home in a prior video, this priest was also guilty of an embezzlement of over $300,000 from parish funds. And it says, if you watch it on YouTube, it says here, despite his crimes, Medina remains a priest in the diocese of Jefferson City 
and will continue to receive retirement support from the diocese. So not only was this allegation of a sexual nature, they also know that he embezzled $300,000 in funds. So they're saying criminal mindset here. This isn't just a one-off. This is a person that is deeply troubled. What also is interesting in this story is it said a representative for the diocese told CNN, I believe that's Catholic News Association, I think that's what the CNA stands for, told the CNA that the decision to allow Medina to remain his priestly faculties and continue to receive retirement support from the church was made by the Vatican and not the diocese. They then said, it was not within our authority to determine the penalties, adding that the penalties were decided as part of the administrative disciplinary process that was processed by the doctrine of the faith. Now, here is something I talk about an awful lot is reputational risk. When I hear those words, when I read those words, the diocese has had to defend themselves to say, hey, well, yeah, this guy's committed a sexual sin. There's a sexual solicitation during a confession. This man needs help because that, that isn't acceptable in a house of a Lord. But only on top of that, it's known that he embezzled over $300,000. This is where the Catholic Church has got themselves in trouble before and others in the fact that there's allegations of perhaps they're trying to sweep these crimes under the carpet and they're not taking the appropriate action the diocese has had to come back and say, hey, we didn't make the decision. It was higher than us. It's really important to consider what is that reputational risk in these crimes or these things that occur in, inside a house of worship. That is what I read here, is that they're having to defend themselves and say, you know, someone's clearly saying, well, what's happening to this guy? He's made these sexual advances to a woman during confessional. He's embezzled $300,000, and, and it looks like you're rewarding him, right? You're, he's getting his pension. He's getting his benefits. He's not being having his um, titles removed. They're having to, to defend the church's position. Remember, 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 reputational risk. It should always be considered. It was really interested in this, not only that there was reputational risk at how the church responded, but if we go back here a little bit, the hotline, the hotline, some key information came from this story. So as I start to leave you here today, let me ask you that question again. Do you have a private and confidential reporting system? If you do, well done, good for you. If you don't, how can people within your community report things which are highly sensitive, highly confidential, and very challenging for someone to say, I believe a priest is stepping outside their role here and they're doing things inappropriate. How are you going to create that confidential reporting system? And then, and then when you have this, how are you going to communicate it to people within your faith community? So before I leave you here today, I do want to tell you again about our weekly church crime watch. So if you are not familiar with this, these news stories that I go through, we find them and get them from our weekly church crime watch. And what is that? This is a PDF document that goes out every Monday, I believe it's 10 a.m. 
Central Time delivered right to your inbox. It has crimes against person, crimes against property, church litigation, crimes from across the world, all in one centralized PDF document that comes straight to your inbox. How do people use it? They use it for like, like me just to go through the story and saying, I've just read this, but we don't have a reporting mechanism. What do we need to change? People forward it to their leadership team and say, hey, this is happening in a church in our area. This is happening to a church in the US. What are we going to do about it? And people use it to ask the what if questions. If it happened to our church, how would we combat it? What does that mean? So as always, those are my views and opinions. I would love to hear your views and opinions on this crime. Uh, drop your comments below. Do you have a confidential reporting system? Do you consider reputational risk in how your church responds to incidents? Drop a comment below. Would love to hear your views and opinions. But as always, you stay safe. You have a blessed day. And I shall see you next time. Mm -hmm.